The Stage Door. Yo, what up, everybody? This is Austin Tolliver. You're listening to The Stage Door with my boy, Dave Hondell. Three, two, one. Like the weekend, like it's nobody's business. Let the end justify the means. Hey, everybody, welcome to the stage door tonight. Very happy to introduce our guest, Austin Tolliver. Austin, man, thank you so much for being with us. How are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing great, brother. I appreciate you having me, man. This is going to be awesome. Man, Austin, I'm excited to have you on the show tonight. I've been checking out your music, and it's amazing. Uh, you're out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, see that you have Louisiana roots, uh, but moving up to Music City, what a place to hone your craft. Man, I uh, I honestly moved to Nashville to be closer to family. Like I wasn't even I didn't even think about the you know the Music City aspect of it. I was just like, yo, let's just go be closer to family so we can all party together. It'll be a great environment and be like, sweet, bro, here we go. And then you know I got up to Music City and I was like, you know what? place is popping i'm gonna take this thing over so here we go and then we just started jamming austin you're known as the punk rock cowboy you gotta tell me about that title man how did that come about so it's actually a really funny story i told this same story to open court magazine and it was hilarious like we got a gigantic laugh at it so my attorney was drunk one night and he calls me up and he's like hey bro i got a new nickname for you and i'm like all right what's the nickname he said, well, you know how the punk rock, he, he called Kid Rock. There we go. Damn, Kid Rock's damn legend. Couldn't even remember his name. But he calls me and said, Kid Rock's <laughs> like the American badass, right? And I'm like, yeah, Kid Rock's the American badass. He goes, all right, I got one for you. I said, what? He goes, the punk rock cowboy. I said, dude, that's kind of dope. He goes, look, you're edgy, you can rock, and you definitely are a cowboy. I said, you know what? Punk rock cowboy it is. And that stuck, man. And ever since that day it's just been kind of like my moniker it's kind of like an attitude i live by like we're gonna just jam and have a good time but still be respectful to you know people and everything like those southern southern qualities that i carry and that's how the name came now you're listed as a country crossover artist now i was listening to your music and i noticed a lot of hip-hop vibes in the singles that i was listening to and there was definitely a lot of uh, different genres infused into your music so what do you attribute your style to? So it, growing up in Louisiana, man, I came I came from like a very unique cultural background, right? So like musically, Louisiana is just a melting pot of everything. Like I've list, I grew up listening to Tupac, Boosie, you know, Biggie, all the way down to you know, then you're jamming George Strait at a party. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I took the music from that I grew up on and said, you know, I'm going to combine these things and just make it into its own little genre section to where everybody can vibe to the same thing. So I don't call it like crossover country. I call it urban country. Because the whole thing is, is in country music, it's all about telling, it's all about telling stories, right? So like everything you're talking about is telling stories, but you can still tell a story on top of a hip, on top of a hip hop beat. And so, it, you know, the urban element is me, but the country element is me. So that's how we kind of like decided we were going to fuse these things together. 
Yeah, man. One, one of the one of the songs I noticed that in was was Tennessee Drip, and you know I love that I love that song to be honest with you. And and you know watching the video, you know it seemed like the inspiration. You know I, I, you have to tell me, but it seemed like you know it has a lot to do with your relationship with Music City. Yeah. So I, what I wanted to do with Tennessee Drip was I really wanted to show off Nashville. I wanted to show off the the, the city, but I also wanted to show off the you know the great state of Tennessee and you know the swag that all different types of people carry here in the state and it's just like yo here's here's my love for the city we're gonna put it in an anthem and y'all just vibe with me on it come and look see what i'm on i'm a top dog punk rock in the zone i'm lit right now so please leave me alone she loved my sound and the smell of my cologne i just want to add a whole game in control i just want to live and put on for my phone i just want to go and buy whatever in the store I just wanna see my name all up in Forbes. You in trouble? Look at me now, flexing like I'm Russell. Flashed around, got the drip and the drizzle. Only one goal, gotta make the money triple. But I can't forget where I came from. Blue jeans, white tee, and a banjo. Used to kick it in a barn, that's the bando. Now I'm out here going hard like I'm Rambo. Here we go. Yeah, and it was an awesome song. And you know, the other one I want to talk about is "Outlaw Kind of Vibe." I mean, right now you've got like a half million streams. I went on the Spotify, and I couldn't believe. It. I mean, it just every day it keeps going up and up and up. And you know, what, what are your thoughts about that song? And what was your inspiration for that song there? So, "Outlaw Kind of Vibe" was written by my boy Ty Clark and me. And you know, I sent I got the beat sent to me from my producer, and I sent it over to Ty, and I said, "Yo, Ty, this is going to be a monster." And he goes, hold on, let me listen to it. 15 minutes later, dude sends me back a rough demo of what he thinks the song can be. We sit there and we talk about it for about 10 minutes. 12 hours later, we were in the studio cutting Outlaw Kind of Vibe. We're outlaws at the point of no return. Pouring gasoline on the bridges we burn. And when the smoke clears, we're still standing here. kind of vibes one of those like perfect storm songs that just kind of comes together everybody's feeling it and you know it just it just hits and it it was a very it was a fun one to do it tells an awesome story and it's just vibey and that's that that's the type of stuff i love doing you know earlier you were talking about collaborating with your producers is there an artist out there that you would love to collaborate with and who would that be See, I tell, I answer this question often and a lot of people all, like laugh at it at first and then they kind of think about it and you can see the wheels turning in their brain, but Kelly Clarkson or Demi Lovato? I, hey man, both of those. I, Bro, I'm telling yeah. you, those are the two people that I would love to do a song with. Reason being yeah. is one, 
Kelly Clarkson can sing anything. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what it is. Absolutely. She can sing her ass off. Right? Yep. Demi Lovato, she can also sing her ass off. But the thing about both of them is, is you can swag with them to where now they may drop a verse. They may drop a, you know, a choppy verse on you that you're sitting there like, whoa, where did that come from? And that's the that's yeah. the type of stuff that I think is cool. I think Lyrica Anderson would be a cool one to do one with too. And you know, all all of them are good live performers. And I, I know you're a good live musician as well. So to have you collaborate with any of those people, I think would be incredible, man. Man, I appreciate that. Yeah, they're uh, those two are magical, man. Like they're magical, and I'd love to do some stuff with them. Like I keep shouting them out and you know, different interviews that I do. So sooner or later, they're going to catch on and they're going to hit me up and be like, yo, dude, let's do a song. And I'm be like, hell yeah, boy. Sooner than later. Uh, so you're part of Whiskey Jam, man. I was Whiskey Jam is huge for those of you that don't know. I mean, Whiskey Jam it literally blew up, I mean, overnight. And now it's like one of the most sought after, you know, events um, there is. And you got to play that Whiskey Jam. I guess what, as far as the music business goes, it's a huge thing. So talk about your experience with that and how did it help you as an artist? So first off, I shout out to ward down there at whiskey jam wards in charge of the whole thing i believe he's the owner operator of you know the entire deal down there so shout out to him for always giving a platform for people to come in and showcase their talents and stuff man that's awesome I, it, it's something that i'll never forget but you know i got i honestly got lucky to play whiskey jam and this is something that you know all the all the artists that are out there that are listening to this, I want y'all to really pay attention to this part right here that I'm about to talk about. Cause it's a big deal to me. And you know, I, I drove down from where I live outside of Nashville, down into Nashville. It's like a 20 minute drive. And I drove down there and went and waited for Ward to have five minutes just to talk to me. And Ward took the time to, to talk to me. I said, hey, man, look, I want to come entertain your crowd. And he was like, well, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know, what my, I don't know what my calendar is. I said, bro, look, I drove down here. I'm not leaving until, you know, I get a yes or a no out of you, dog. And he looked me dead in my eyes and he said, I've got two dates open. Which one do you want? So credit to him for giving a shot, you know, to somebody that, you know, at the time he didn't know me. You know what I'm saying? And you know i he gave me the date and i went down there and we came in and we killed it man we absolutely killed it had a great night there it was a wonderful showcase you know for for whiskey jam fans and you know i tell people all the time if you want something just go get it like if you want to play whiskey jam go approach ward and tell him hey bro i want to play hey man i'm not gonna let no stop me i've submitted myself so many times like i want to play here They'll let you in, and when you get in, you better shine because there's going to be a bunch of people there. So don't let people tell it. Don't don't let anything stop you. You want to play, go play. I'm very, very, very proud of the fact that I got to play Whiskey Jam because it's it, it, the crowd there that night was incredible. It's really a proving ground too, and and the thing is, they're going to let you know whether they like you or not. And that's the thing, as an artist, you know, to hear that raw 
uh, criticism from maybe other artists or really true fans of music, which I think everybody in Nashville really is. Uh, you know, to hear that, I think it's only going to help you as an artist. And, you know, you spoke about something that that I talk about a lot on my podcast, and that's about the business um, aspect of being an artist, whether it's a singer, dancer, anything. Um, but especially in the age, at the age of uh, social media, you know, we talked about we talk about everybody kind of being on a, a level playing field uh, now that social media is around. And, you know, kind of the days of these big recording studios are kind of are gone, really. And the, the age of, of CDs, buying CDs are gone. Everything is digital downloads. So you're competing against so many other people out there. So, you know, talk about this to our other artists that are listening. Like you just said, man, you know, you got to put yourself out there. What do you do to set yourself apart? So from a from a business perspective, I tell I tell artists all the time who call me, you know, I tell them the same thing. One, have no fear and go be yourself. Whatever type of music you do, go do that to the best of your absolute ability. Two, have a budget. People aren't there's people are gonna tell you out there, no, if your music's good, you know, you'll get anywhere. No, look. The music business is pay to play. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. You got to pay to play. You got to pay for that studio time. You got to pay for that marketing. You got to pay for that music video. And then once, once you put in your time and you put in your money to your business and your growth, your ceiling is so high at that point because now you have the ability to grow into that ceiling and you have the ability now when you have a budget to be able to work with songwriters that are, you know, the industry standard. And people forget, yeah, you may be able to write some killer songs, but there's people out there that have proven songs that, you know, they've won Grammys. You know, and you can get with these people and these are the things you got to network you got to believe in who you are and stay true to yourself and get to that get to that place to where the people you're working with and the team that you have around you support one common goal and then you take that next step whatever that next step for you may be whether it's getting to a record deal or whether it's staying independent and and doing your own record label and doing you know financing your own tours and getting your own investors or you know whatever just understand whatever you do, you have to have a baseline budget to even be able to smell that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really good advice. You know, the other thing is, I think in social media now, people have short attention spans, you know, with, you know, TikTok and, you know, everything that's out there that are like nine seconds long, 10 seconds long. You know, a lot of people have, you know, short attention spans when they listen to music. So how important is, is, is it to um, kind of hook that individual in right away with your music i mean is that something you think about when you record well it's not even for me for me i view it i view it a little differently than what some people may view it as or i may view it a little differently than what some people may even talk about right so like my thing is is like i keep it extremely real i'm not gonna bullshit anybody so my thing is, right. is like when it comes to keeping people's attention one you have to have a look that they even want to look at to begin with, right? Right. So if you don't have if you don't have a look that's going to draw people in, the music doesn't matter, right? Because yeah. people are going to want to see something that's either entertaining, you know, you got tattoos all over your face like Post Malone and next thing you know, his music rocks and you're like, "Okay, cool, like this dude's entertaining," right? 
like you got to have a certain look or you have to have a certain like plan behind what your look is on Instagram or whatever, right? So like whatever you're showing on Instagram needs to have a theme. So if you have that theme, people know what to expect from you. So once they know what to expect from your look, then you blow them away and hold them in by what you're entertaining on your hooks. That's why I try to make my hooks on my songs so entertaining and so catchy to where people can either one relate to them or two party to them. Because if I can right. get you to do one of the one of the two, then we're gonna have a good time together. If I can't get you to do one of the two, I'm failing. I'm failing as an artist to be able to connect to that individual. And my goal is to connect to every individual out there. Now, sure, there's people out there I'm not gonna be able to connect with because you know there's always people out there that just hate you for some reason, whatever it may be, right? But my goal is to still. Even the people who may be hating on me, it's still the goal for me to get them to listen to my music, to give them something to hate on. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. If they're locked in on that, bro, then then no matter what, I'm growing with them, whether they like me or they don't like me. Yeah, and I think that speaks also to approachability as an artist. And what are your thoughts on being approachable to your fans, like either, either at a show um, online, anything like that, where you know the fans can reach out to you and and feel that you're like a real person, you know. And what are your thoughts on on that, and how important is that as an artist to be approachable? Man, I I think that's one of the most important things. And so, I'm pretty sure you know who Ryan Upchurch is, right? Yeah, absolutely uh, do. Okay, so I took I took this, I learned this from just watching Upchurch, right? And yeah. Upchurch has made his fan group family. Wherever he goes, he makes himself available always. That dude will be just riding around Cheatham County here in Tennessee, and next thing you know, he's taking 27 pictures with dudes while he's on his, you know, crotch rocking, right? And Or he's on his Harley, or he's in his, you know, truck or his Lambo or whatever he may be in that day. Like, dude is, dude is making himself available, and it's important for fans to understand that they're not just a number. You know what I mean? Like, my fans are like my friends. They're part of my group. They're part of who I am. They're not just a number to me of, oh, sweet, they're a stream. Great, I know I got them. No, hell no, dog. Like, I appreciate the fact that you're listening to me. I appreciate the fact that you're buying tickets to my show. So when you come to my shows, we're going to have a hell of a time. And then after the show... If the venue's still open, I'm partying with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make myself available to you. Because at the end of the day, you ain't no more important than that dude who paid to be there. I completely agree. Absolutely. That's a one, one thing that I feel, uh, no matter what art you're in, if you don't give back to the fans, you know, I, it, you're going to have a very short career as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, and the fact that you do that, you party with your fans, I think that's incredible. Uh, you know, I think anybody who's listening right now and you come to their town, you need to check this guy out. I'm telling you right now, check out his YouTube, look at his videos. It's amazing. Uh, and you can tell your vibe on your videos. I mean, you're partying with everybody and those are your fans, you know, so it tells you, it speaks a lot about who you are as an artist and as a person to, to uh, see that in your videos. And I'm sure that's who you are as a person. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. We had a, we had a great time shooting that video. Like, like, it's funny because a lot of the people that were casted for that video, you know, my management team found them in different Facebook groups that we were advertising in. And, you know, they came and a lot of them, 
are like some of my dearest friends now. Like Mary O'Neill, she was she was one of the lead actresses in one of my videos that's about to come out. She was one of the leads in my video, and she's an artist herself. Yet she's one of my dearest friends. Uh, Jenna Morgan, Bo Morgan, you know they're they're incredible people that I met through this process of these videos and. You know, just going on down the line, I, I can sit here and name probably 99% of the people that were in both of these videos that I'm talking about. And, you know, when you genuinely give a shit about the people that are there, they're going to care about you. And once they see that, you know, you're advertising for the, you know, hey, Tennessee drips out, y'all go check it out and check out the video. Well, now you got... 70 other people that are marketing for you because they not only do they believe in you and know who you are as a person behind the scenes, but they also have themselves in a video too. So it's like, yo, I really like this dude. I respect this dude and I'm in it. Let's shoot it out to everybody. And we hear, we hear that a lot with some of the indie artists, you know, because, you know, as far as being an indie artist, you really got to put yourself out there. And if you don't, you know, not a lot of people, you might have a marketing team, but if you don't do it yourself, I, I, like I said, you're going to have a short career. So like, you know, kudos to you and, and your team uh, for your marketing, uh, you know, that, that you do um, out there. So what kind of current projects are you working on? I, I mean, right now, everybody's kind of holed up in their houses, but, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of time to write right now. But what are you working on right now? You know, because when we get this, this pandemic past us, you know, we all want to start going to shows. And uh, so what are you working on? What can we look forward to? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked that because uh, we got some insane stuff coming. My producer, Jaded, who uh, is really big in the music business, he, me and him have been working on an album that is going to blow the world away. It's incredible. It's insane. It's going to be a full. It's going to be a full-length album. We've got another probably two or three EPs that we're sitting on that we're going to drop this year. Like, we're putting out as much music as we can for our fans and the fans that are going to come into, you know, our team here all year just so we can entertain everywhere we go. Like, this, I'm telling you right now, this album that, I, that I'm about to finish, it's going to be mind-blowing to the people out there because nobody competes with Post Malone right now, right? Like, you would say that nobody competes with Post right now, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's up there for sure. All right, well, I'm coming for Post Malone with this album. Sweet. I'm coming to dethrone Post Malone with this album that I'm working on. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, bro, I love Post. I've got nothing but respect for him. But, bro, like, you need to understand, Post, I'm coming. I'm coming, and I'm going to do everything in my power to, to give Post some competition this year. And that's what this album is going to do. It's insane, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Man, you heard it right here on the stage door. <laughs> Man, I love it. Um, so, you know, Austin, you, you were a military veteran, and uh, people may not know this, but you're also an All-American football player and played in the Arena Football League. Talk about that a little bit. Man, first and foremost, all love and respect and just genuine gratitude to all of our men and women of uniform, our brothers and sisters at arms, all of our first responders, everything, man. I've got nothing but love for anybody who's willing to put their life on the line. Amen. Um, you know, I got mad respect for that. My military career was 
cut short due to some injuries, but you know, I am, I was honored to be a part of it as long as I was a part of it. Um, and you know, I'm still honored to this day that there are still men and women of our country that are willing to raise their right hand and take that oath to go defend our freedoms, you know, in any, in any battlefield throughout the world. Absolutely. But football wise, man, you know, I played, you know, I was all American in high school, got some college time in, played some, you know, played college football and baseball in college, and then decided I was going to play arena ball. Did a hell of a job in the arena league, did my role, played my role well. You know, Wes Welker, my dad played uh, 13 years in the NFL as a quarterback, and, you know, from 89 to 03. So my whole life it was, you know, I'm going to be a football player, I'm going to be a football player, I'm going to be a football player. And then I figured out, you know what? I may not want to take these dang hits every day. <laughs> Smart move. I'm only 5'10", <laughs> so there's only five of us 5'10", short white guys allowed in the league at one time, and I just happened to be number <laughs> six in my, you know, at my point in time. So since I was number six, I said, okay, it is now my turn to just go entertain the world a different way, and I just jumped into this music business and said, this is my path, bro, but... Football was awesome, man. I had a hell of a time doing it. We did a, we did a lot of good outreach while I was in the arena league, and shit, I can't complain. I was competing every day. It was fun. That's incredible, man. And one one of the things I wanted to ask you about, you know, as far as live performing versus recording, and I think you're more you you love live performing. I can tell you do. But talk about that. Explain to everybody what that feeling is when when you come out there for the first time to that crowd, and j- just explain that moment and what goes through your your body when that happens. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a rush, bro. But it's so to me, I've played in front of. 40,000 people, 50,000 people, 500 people when it comes to, to sports, right? So so being under the lights of the stage is not anything that, like, makes me nervous or or makes me, you know, worry worried about what I'm about to go do, you know? To me, it's like those lights turn on, it's game time. Let me get out there and compete with, with this crowd and show this crowd I'm going to get as hype as they are. I'm going to give them more than they're giving me because they're here, you know, to be entertained. So when, when I, when I'm backstage, when I'm backstage and, you know, I've got my, whoever's doing the hype stuff up there on stage about to introduce me, the moment they introduce me and I come out, it's now time to give the fans what they paid for. And everybody's got to understand when you, when you hit that stage, you're meant to be there. Like you're meant to be on that stage. There, there, there should be, there, there's no nerves. There's no, there's nothing to worry about. Those people are there for you. Those people are there because they love you. They respect you. They, they enjoy you. So go out there and just show them who you are. And that's what I love to do, man. I love going out on this stage and being able to get, you know, eyes nose to nose with a person or hand to hand with a person because when they're just streaming my songs you know they're a computer click away they could be on the other they could be on the other side of the world but when they're in front of me at that stage bro now it's all real let's have a good time together and that's that's what i enjoy 
I was always behind the camera, never in front of it. And I always respect, uh, you know, performers like yourself that can actually walk out in front of all those people and do your thing. Uh, so I really, you know, again, I, I, I appreciate um, everything you do uh, as a performer. Uh, I love your music. Um, and again, thank you so much for being on my show. And you're, you are welcome on the show at any time, man. Just uh, really, really a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Brother, understand this. For one, you're welcome. For two, I appreciate the hell out of you, man. I appreciate what your platform does for the independent artist. I appreciate the fact that you are willing to go out of your way every single day to give your audience the inside view to another independent artist, man. There's not a lot of people that are out there doing that. It's incredible what you're doing. And don't think that that goes unnoticed. Like, it's it's awesome. I'm so proud to be a part of this podcast. I'm so proud to be a part of your community and your fan base. And I don't take that for granted at all. Dude, I, I appreciate it so much. And, uh, you know, take care of yourself during this pandemic and stay safe, you and your family. And, uh, you know, can't wait to talk to you again, man. Thank you. Bro, I hope y'all stay safe. I hope all your listeners stay safe. Much love. Love, rodeo flow. We ain't here for the bull. Nah. I don't really need to push because my team got the pull. Okay. Keep it hot like three, six. Your girl wanna sit. Uh-huh. She wanna put me on nice. That's that Tennessee drip. Yeah. And I'ma do it like she want with a country. Uh-huh. She got a lot of attitude with a funky ass. South by Southwest, man, I'm cooler with Austin. Yeah. And you know I'm from the South, girl. Uh-huh.